Josh. <laughs> hey, Matt. Uh, would not be an episode of this if there were not some sort of technical difficulties, would there? <laughs> it finally let me join, so. That's good. That's good. It. Actually, I want to do this one solo, actually. So you can, you can actually just dip out of this one. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I had a very good weekend because... Not not fantasy wise, of course, because uh, my teams are just ravaged by injuries. Uh, I lost Kittle, I lost Cook, I lost Galladay, I lost Russell Wilson in another one. Not not ideal, but I did have a good weekend, Matt, because finally I got my vaccination card fully signed in here. I've been vaccinated since May, um, and my card was not fully filled out, and I was in danger of not being employed because of that. And it finally came in on Friday, so. Everything is good there. Um, but I know that you had a good weekend, I'm sure for many reasons, but I know that you did, uh, fantasy-wise. <laughs> yeah, um, it was my first 3-0 weekend across my three leagues. Um, uh, I, so I have one with uh, a lot of my Nova friends. Um, I beat my old roommate, Greg, uh, like 185 to like 120, 130-something. So that was... that's, that's pretty bad, Greg. Uh, yikes. Yeah. <laughs> He needs to put up a bigger fight next time. Not um, not gonna have Greg on the podcast with those, <laughs> with those kind of numbers. <laughs> so yeah, and then in our dynasty league, I put up a league um, record of two hundred twenty-two fantasy mm-hmm. points. So mm-hmm. that was a good week. Um, yeah, and then finally in my home league, uh, it really came down to the wire. Although I didn't initially think that I was down forty-one, um, and I only had Lamar on Monday Night Football. But, of course, in the fourth quarter, he put me on his back, and because <laughs> of the last touchdown pass, I won by 0. 0.2 points. That um, is pretty crazy. That might be the smallest margin of victory I think I've ever seen. Uh... <laughs> yeah, my heart was beating. <laughs> but I got the win, which is the most important part. So it was a very good week. Uh, stressful, but... Yeah, I'd imagine. Uh, you did not in, in our predictions for start sit. You actually had a really bad week, uh, I will say on that. But that's something <laughs> we'll get to later. Uh, I think uh, for this week, so we'll we'll continue the same stuff. We'll go through the games and we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a minute or so, uh, and then we'll do you know a few start sit questions, and then um, we'll have a special new part of the show, I guess. Where uh, I guess we'll explain it when we get to it because it'll be like you know two hours from now. But <laughs> we'll uh, Matt and I will be competing in a different sort of uh, competition. So, uh, And the listeners at home, they can also try with the players we were getting. Absolutely. absolutely. We getting, so. Yes, yeah. So, you know, stay tuned, and uh, we'll see what, what happens with that. Um, but let's start with going through the games, um, primarily the recaps, right? So uh, I'll start with Rams-Seahawks, the Thursday night game. Um, for the Seahawks... Big story, obviously, has got to be with Russell Wilson's injury, as well as just injuries, I guess, because Chris Carson's injury, too. Um, Although I think he's questionable for this week. But Geno Smith seemed to be looking DK Metcalf's way a lot more. Um, So I wouldn't really be hesitant about Metcalf. And honestly, I feel like you still have to start Lockett because he's such a good receiver and he could, you know, have a great week. He had a, he could have had a very good week against the Rams if not for. A couple penalties and um, the Rams PIing instead of allowing him to make a long catch here or there. Um, Alex Collins definitely is, as I mentioned last week, uh, and as we got the live reaction with uh, Carson's injury, um, 
is definitely the handcuff to own because he looks pretty decent against the Rams run defense. I mean, he didn't look great. Only 3.1 yards per carry, but you know, what are you going to do? It's the Rams defense. So uh, he's definitely the handcuff to own for Carson. And then for the Rams, uh, started Woods and Cup, so I was very happy with how they did. Uh, Would have been nice for them to get in the end zone, but obviously it didn't happen. Like uh, Daryl Henderson, you got to start him. Sony Michelle kind of vultured a touchdown. He did get 11 carries, but I wouldn't be worried about that being a timeshare, really. I think Henderson's just still the guy. Um, yeah, not really much to add. I, I would say Woods... The concern about Woods in the first couple of weeks has been assuaded, in my opinion. I think that that, that uh, this was a, a good week against a bad defense. I don't think he'll you know, obviously you know go 12 for 150 like crazy, but he's had two decent weeks in a row. I think that he'll continue to be uh, a decent player. Probably not worth the draft capital that you spent on him, but still a good player in fantasy. Yeah, I have to agree with everything you said. Um, of I course. just want to add that McVay before this week said, I think it's actually after week four, pretty much said um, we're trying to get Woods the ball more. Now it could just all be, well, going into the week, you didn't know if that was just him saying that, um, but clearly they made an emphasis to get Woods the ball. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, Woods owner should be a little more happy with that. For um, sure. So going into the next game, it was the Jets-Falcons in London. Um, it was it, not the best game. Ended up being closer than people expected. Yeah, Jets-Falcons, that's the kind of game you set your alarm at 9 a.m. on a Sunday for, let me tell you. (laughs) (laughs) No, can't miss football. (laughs) It was smart of the NFL to bring it there because those people will pay a lot of money to see two bad teams play. So, (laughs) smart by the NFL. Um, I'll start with the Jets. Uh, Basically, Zach Wilson didn't look that good. Jets went three and out, I think, for the first two or three drives. Um, Really, for the pass catchers, like, you're not starting most of them. Like, Corey Davis, if it's a good matchup, you know, maybe you start him. Jameson Crowder, not really. Like, he had one good week last week, but I don't really feel confident in any of these guys. In terms of the running backs, um, a desperate start might be Michael Carter. He is starting to get more of the touches, but – um, he had 10 carries to Ty Johnson's four, to Tevin Coleman's three, and he did have a touchdown, but until he really takes it over, it's still a bad offense, so he's not someone you really are looking to start. Um, now for the Falcons, uh, they actually looked very good, um, but you're playing the Jets, so that's kind of what you expect. Um, no Calvin Ridley. Uh, it was declared, I think it was on Friday, that he wouldn't be traveling. Right. With the team right. due to personal reasons. Um, we don't know what that was about, but all signs pointed towards a Kyle Pitts breakout game, and that's what you got. Um, nine for 119 in their touchdown. He was targeted early and often, and honestly, he's been getting open. My biggest complaint from week three with when I went to see the Falcons-Giants game was he's just not targeted. So we got targeted in this game, and he produced. Um, next, like Cordell Patterson – again with receiving and rushing had a very good game um he's someone you have to start i think every week now with how he's being used he Mm -hmm. had 21 touches and for a running back that's huge who's especially being used in the passing game so even if they're down he's going to be used a lot um 
I feel like you have to start him as a solid RB2 every week. Um, and then pretty much the only other person like you could, I think you might be starting is Mike Davis. But again, because of Patterson, he's starting to not really look as good. He's getting the carries and he had a rushing touchdown, but he's not used as much in the passing game because of Cordero Patterson. So he's not a great start. Maybe a flex play in good matchups, but he's not someone you're looking to start every week. Yeah, I think that's a good summary. I think uh, <laughs> the words, Every week starter in Cordero Patterson. <laughs> Never would have assumed that would be in the vernacular in fantasy football this year, but it is. Um, and then I think also the uh, other thing that I think I know the Falcons are on by this week. I think the Jets are as well. Not that you'd be really starting any of the Jets, but um, I think they're both on by this week. I was thinking that they both were because of the London game, but I'm realizing that Dolphins Jags is in London this week, and the Dolphins play again the week after. So maybe it's not a I thought it was both London teams would get a buy, but that's apparently not the case every week. Um, anyways, uh, <laughs> I'll talk about Patriots, Te- Patriots Texans. Um, for the Texans, Mills actually looked like really good, which was great considering I started the Patriots defense in like every league possible. Uh, <laughs> he was through for 312 yards and three touchdowns. Um, a weirdly low, like with that total, you know, Brandon Cooks only had three for 23, but I think JC Jackson probably played a role with that. Um, Patriots defense is good despite giving up 312 yards to Davis Mills. So maybe they're just focused on locking up cooks. Um, uh, Chris Conley had like a pretty big, a big play touchdown. You know, that's, he can do that, but I mean, the number and the end stat line and fantasy points are good, but I mean, it's just not going to be consistent there at all. Um, I don't know who Chris Moore is, um, but he at least had five catches for 109 yards and a touchdown. I think he was only signed to their active roster like very recently. Um, I think he was a former Ravens wide receiver, and the Ravens wide receivers aren't great, so that's where his talent level is at. <laughs> but uh, yeah, for the running back share, I mean, Ingram got by far the bulk of the carries, but he did absolutely nothing with them. The Patriots defense is good, but. I don't know. There's not many Texans I'd be starting. Uh, Brandon Cooks probably I'd still flex if I had, you know, depending on the, situ- the situation. Um, Patriots-wise, Damian Harris had a, a decent fantasy day. Could have had an even bigger day. Uh, he had a touchdown. It was a great play by the Texans defense. It was punched out at, like, the inch line um, by some corner or safety or something for the Texans. So he could have had two touchdowns. Ended up fumbling it there. Um Ramondre Stevenson got a lot of carries. I think that was partially due to Harris's fumble and being in the doghouse a bit, but uh, he didn't do anything with them at all. So I'm assuming that that that, that won't last too long because Harris is just by far the the best runner out of, out of the bunch. Um, and then I think like Jacoby Myers is like an interesting like fantasy player due to his PPR uh, floor, and he never scores touchdowns. He has no touchdowns in his career, but I think that the Patriots are aware of like. There's a lot of comments about how he has no touchdowns. Like, is this the week he finally scores? Is this the week he finally scores? They're in a screen with him at, like, the five-yard line. He got titled at the one. I think they were trying to get him a touchdown. <laughs> I really honestly think that that was the case. Like, they're like, hey, we know Jacoby Myers has no touchdowns. Like, we're going to get him one here. So I, I think that they might be looking to him more in the future. Um, maybe that's just wishful thinking as someone who owns him. But Hunter Henry looked great. Um, six for 75 and a touchdown is, is great from a tight end. So... And he's scored, I think, now in, in back-to-back weeks. 
So he's certainly uh, an up-and-comer for tight end plays, for sure. Yeah, if you had George Kittle go on IR or um, just start struggling at tight end, he's definitely a guy that you can look for if he's on waivers. Yeah, if you're um, a guy like me who trotted out Tyler Conklin because Kittle was on IR, then uh, yeah, be looking basically. for him. <laughs> <laughs> um, now going into the Lions-Vikings game, um, this was a surprisingly low con- scoring contest from the Vikings' perspective. Um but it was also a very close game. Uh, so Jared Goff didn't really play well. He had no touchdowns, had an interception. Um, but the interesting thing to note from his pass catchers is uh, he's one of your big sleepers. Um, <laughs> Amon Ross St. Brown had seven for 65 in this game. And it's funny, I actually saw something on Instagram um, with one of the fantasy accounts I followed that said, you need to pick up this deep sleeper. And it was him. It's Amon Ra, the sun god himself. And he's been getting targets. Uh, they pretty much have – their only option is TJ Hawkinson. Uh, Quintus Cephas isn't great. So, like – And he's hurt. Amon Ra um, should be starting to get more and more targets and receptions, and you're starting to see that. Um, I know he had one good game in the past, but I think he'll start to do well in the future. Hawkinson just had – um, an unfortunate game, only had two for 22. Um, but we've seen what he can do, so I'm not too worried with him. Uh, in terms of the running backs, it's pretty much an even split in terms of carries and touches. Uh, well, carries, uh, touches-wise, DeAndre Swift was used a lot more in the receiving game. Uh, he had six or 53 through the air. So in PPR, he's definitely the better option. Um, but it's annoying for Swift owners that Jamal Williams is used this much um, and pretty much feeding into his carries. Uh, so that's some, something to always keep an eye on with how the splits work. And if one of them were to get hurt, the other would be um, definitely a guy you want to start. Uh, then moving on to the Vikings, um, they actually had a very good start to the year offense-wise or offensively. Um, but in this game, it didn't really show as much. Uh, Kirk Cousins, uh, it was just an okay game for him. Uh, but the one thing is Justin Jefferson continues to perform. Uh, pretty much this whole year, he's gotten a lot of targets. Um, he had seven for 124 in this game. No touchdowns, but that's still a solid game for um, someone you draft as a wide receiver one. Um, so Dalvin Cook ended up being out. Uh, you found that out earlier on Sunday. Um mm-hmm. So hopefully you put Madison near the lineup. He got 25 carries for 113 and also had seven for 40 and a touchdown through the air. So he's easily the bell cow and you have to start him um, in any way you can, like get him into your lineups if uh, Dalvin Cook is out. Um, And then the other surprising thing is just Adam Thielen. Uh, He only had two for 40. You know, he did have good weeks, but you saw this towards the end of last year as Justin Justin Jefferson came on is he isn't used as much, and it takes away from some of his targets, so he might have games like this. Uh, But I think as the season goes on, he might be used a little less. But it really all depends on their defense, because if they have to constantly throw, he will be targeted a good amount. So it's just something to keep an eye on for the Vikings. Yeah, I'll add for the Lions, uh, Cephas is on IR now. Tyrell Williams is on IR and has no 
apparently no chance of playing this week, even though he got concussed in like week one and he'll be out for maybe a while. So it's Amon Ra and in the wide receiver room, obviously Hawkinson is probably still number one, but it's Amon Ra, Khalif Raymond and Kaderil Hodge are their, their starting wide receivers this week, <laughs> which is just a horrible sentence to say for a professional football team. But, um, and then thinking about the offense with Anthony, Anthony Lynn as their OC and Lynn was in charge uh, of the chargers when they had, uh, Melvin Gordon and Eckler both be serviceable. So it kind of makes sense that I, I don't think even if Swift is like outplaying Williams like crazy, I'd imagine that they're both still going to get a ton of time just based off the offense. That's, that's, that's the way Anthony Lynn uses his running backs. Um, so, yeah. And then hopefully as an Amon Ra truther, hopefully uh, he'll fill the, as a, he's a slot receiver and Keenan Allen works out of the slot a lot. Hopefully, uh, that will continue to be his role and it'll just emerge even further because that would be really nice uh, considering everyone on my team is hurt. <laughs> um, all right. I'll go uh, Eagles Panthers. Um, for the Eagles, I know my, my prediction last week was Devonte Smith would be a top 24 wide receiver in PPR. Uh, he had a good game, you know, for a football player on a fantastic fancy game, fantasy game with uh, seven catches for 77 yards. Could have had a touchdown called back uh, due to offensive pass interference, I think, on Greg Ward. That was uh, just to the pick play that everybody runs in the goal line. So that was a little annoying, but he's a, a, a good option in fantasy. Um, Goddard and Ertz did not have very good games this week after last week being, or after the previous week being like, you know, not horrible options really at tight end. But Goddard, I think you still can start, honestly. Uh, I think Ertz got more targets than him, but I would still start Goddard. Um, and then the frustrating thing, well, I mean, not frustrating, I guess, if you own Jalen Hurts, but if you own Miles Sanders or, or Kenneth Gainwell, is that Hurts got two rushing touchdowns, um, continues to steal away carries when they get close to the goal line. And um, as a Miles Sanders owner, that makes me very unhappy. Uh, he Sanders also, I think his first catch was for like negative eight yards. He ended up with his average depth of target I saw was, well, not his average depth, but his total depth of target for every one of his, his five receptions. He caught them combined negative 32 yards behind the line of scrimmage <laughs> on his, on his five catches. He ended up with five catches for six yards. Well, no wonder he had five catches for six yards because he's catching the ball further back in the backfield than he's lining up. Oh my gosh, that was that was annoying. Um, okay, that got that out of my system. Uh, <laughs> Panthers wise, um, Chuba Hubbard had a really good day on the ground uh, and through the air actually, with uh, 101 rushing yards and five catches for 33 yards through the air. Uh, DJ Moore had a much quieter day, but Sam Darnold looked like the Sam Darnold of old really this week. He threw for 177, one touchdown and three picks. So it wasn't like there's was a lot of passing yards to go around. It's still DJ Moore to, as the leading receiver, um, for sure. Um, yeah, that's kind of it, really. Darnold didn't look great, so the offense didn't look great. They only scored, eight, only scored 18 points, so there's not really much fantasy-wise to talk about for this game. Um, Ian Thomas as a tight end, same with Tommy Tremble. I, I thought Tremble would maybe emerge after they traded Dan Arnold. He did, he did get a touchdown, but seeing Thomas's four for 40 is also like, okay, well a tight end timeshare you know who i don't know if i want a part of a tight end bike committee so not with that offense no no (laughs) 
Um, so I think you pretty much covered all of that. Uh, next with the Saints uh, versus Washington game, um, starting with the Saints, you had the good Jameis this week. Um, <laughs> he had four touchdowns, one interception, but uh, he led them to a win and played pretty solid. Um, and actually two of them were to Marquez Callaway, who I thought was going to break out going into the year. Um, didn't really show anything at the end of the year. So I know a lot of people dropped him, but he finally broke out and performed and this week. It might be too late though, just because Michael Thomas will be coming back soon. Um, but if you, if you're very desperate at wide receiver, he's not the worst option. Uh, he will be getting those deep targets from Jameis. If it's good, Jameis, then it's good for you. So just something to keep an eye on. Um, Kamara had a good week. Uh, he was used a lot, but that's pretty much what you expect. And I think the main thing to note is no other running back really got touches for them. It was only Kamara. So with Tony Jones going on IR, as a Kamara owner, that, that's exactly what you want to see. Um, and he ended up having two touchdowns. So if you started Kamara and you owned him, it's good for you. Um, and then – Deontay Harris had one catch for 17 <laughs> yards, so he had a big touchdown, but it's not that doesn't mean you should be starting him. Um, and then pretty much, like, nothing else really happened on offense for them. No one else is really relevant to be started. Um, now going to Washington, they didn't have a great game offensively. Um, Heineke had two interceptions, no touchdowns, so pretty much for all the pass catchers. Uh didn't really look great. McLaurin only had four forty-six. Um, so that was just an unfortunate week for him, where they got shut down on offense, at least through the mostly through the air. Um, he had Heineke had two forty-eight, but because he got spread around and he had no passing touchdowns, McLaurin wasn't bound to do anything crazy this week. Um, so yeah, and then Gibson actually had a very good game. He had twenty carries. Um, and had two touchdowns, so that's nice to see. Um, and he also had two catches. Um, the one thing to note is that I think it was before the game, um, it was reported that Gibson has a stress fracture in, I believe, his shin. And so, obviously, that's not what you want to hear as a Gibson owner. I think it might become more of an issue as the season goes on, but – Jarrett Patterson had four carries in this game for 13 yards. And I think as the weeks go on and if there's Gibson injury, he might be the main rusher for them where McKissick still has the, I don't want to say James White role, but he's used in the passing game a lot. And I'm yeah. be using the passing game, but he still will get some carries. But Patterson's kind of an interesting deeper sleeper. Um, if you really think Gibson might not be there for the full season. Um, but yeah, Curtis Samuel didn't do much in this game, so you shouldn't be starting him. He got hurt too. Yeah. Uh, oh, he got hurt. <laughs> he had a he had a groin injury, uh, so he's he's like week to week. I think uh, that'll probably those last a while. So I don't know how long he'll be, how long he'll be out for. But yeah, and he's had it pretty much since the beginning of the season. So I don't know if he should even be rostered at this point if he's going to keep re-injuring it. Yeah, uh, it's certainly worrisome. Um. I think that the dream backfield of Cordero and Jarrett Patterson is really what I'm looking for uh, for my, my <laughs> fantasy RB1 and RB2. <laughs> um, all right, I'll go to Titans-Jags. Um, I feel like I can, I can breeze through this one. Titans, Derrick Henry, good. Um, 
that's about it. AJ Brown bad this week. He's playing. He was on a snap count, but uh, or as everyone refers to it as a pitch count. I hate when they do that. Really, I hate when they call it a pitch count. It's like when it's, in, it's not baseball. Yeah, exactly. This is this is football. Come on now. Um, so yeah, he was on. He, they were monitoring his snaps. Um, but I mean, why throw the ball when you're playing the Jags number one and, and number two when you have Derrick Henry, um, 130 yards and three touchdowns. AJ Brown, I mean, I'd still start him because he's uh, hopefully he'll, as his injury progresses uh, to be to be better. But I don't know, not a great week from him. And then Jags wise, uh, James Robinson, and then maybe Dan Arnold. Low key, Dan Arnold uh, had a pretty good week, uh, six for sixty four. Plus, uh, I remember in week one, O'Shaughnessy got targeted a lot by by Trevor Lawrence, and now that this is Arnold, you know, being more uh, acclimated to the team. Maybe he'll emerge as more of a a, a target for for Lawrence. So I, I another uh, potential target if you're me and you have Kittle on IR and had to start Tyler Conklin. I'd rather start I'd rather start Dan Arnold because I know the Jags will be down because they're bad and they'll be throwing because of that. Um, whereas the Vikings are a, a decent team and they like to run the ball thirty times a game if possible. Um, yeah, I see that Tavon Austin had five catches and Jamal Agnew had six catches. I really don't think that's a sustainable volume. I mean, Agnew is incredibly fast, so he's an interesting, like, boomer bust play. But like, uh, not really. Like, you're not gonna. St- I'm never. I would never actually do that. But there's a chance. I mean, obviously, there's a chance for him to break big plays. Is all I'm getting at. Um, disappointing for Marvin Jones to only have one catch for 25 yards when there's no other real pass catchers in that offense, but oh well. Yeah. No, you want him to do more, and especially against the Titans defense, that isn't great, but mm-hmm. he just wasn't targeted. Um, and couldn't come down with the targets he did yet, so. Um, yeah. Now going to the Dolphins-Bucks game. Um, this one was kind of interesting. Uh, Miles Gaskin likes to play a Jekyll and Hyde game where <laughs> last week he just wasn't there. Like nobody knew he existed. And this week he has 10 for 74 and two touchdowns just through the air to go along with five rushes for 25 yards. So honestly, I don't know if you like, you want to start him, but you can get burned <laughs> like last week. So I honestly, it's very tough to figure out what you're going to do if, you need to really take a risk. You don't have any other options. You can start him, but just know you might not be getting a good week. Um, and then pretty much there wasn't a ton. So Devontae Parker got ruled out early on Sunday. So the main guy that stepped up obviously was Gaskin, but Preston Williams to three for 60, but I'm not really looking into that too much because um, he hasn't been used a ton in the past. Uh, Waddle didn't have a great game with only two catches. Um, Jazeki was okay. If like for tight ends, he had four for forty-three, so we could have gotten you eight points. Um, but yeah, not a lot of exciting stuff on the Dolphins uh, without Tua, who could potentially be back soon. I know there are reports of him practicing um, or starting to come back to practice. Um, and now going to the Bucks, uh, Brady was just. Brady, pretty much. That's all you can really <laughs> say. Uh, he might have won you your week, so if you have him, that's awesome. And a lot of the receivers pretty much uh, 
succeeded because of that. Antonio Brown had a great game, uh, starting to look like old Antonio Brown. Uh, Mike Evans had a really good game as well. Uh, Godwin didn't get in on the scoring, but still had a solid game. So I feel like you have to start those three pass catchers most weeks. Um, yep. Yep. Unless you yep. have better options, but you probably don't. not. <laughs> yeah. Like they're very good. Um, and Len Fournette's starting to take over this backfield. I think we mentioned it last week, but this week you still kind of see it. Um, he had the rushing touchdown. He had 12 carries um, and he had most of the catches out of the backfield. So good for Leonard Fournette. Um, and I think you can actually start him with some confidence now, probably as an RB too. Yeah, I don't have anything to add um, at all on that, actually. So, Giovanni Bernard is, you know, stealing one touchdown from Fournette but in the, through the air. But other than that, um, Fournette still is dominating anything close to the goal line and anything like that. And, yeah, um, it's amazing that you put up 222 with Godwin in your lineup and not having any touchdowns when it easily could have been him versus like, instead of AB or Evans scoring, my goodness, that is. Yeah. <laughs> and unfortunately I didn't have the perfect lineup. Um, the only mistake I made was starting Godwin over Mike Davis. Mike Ooh, Davis yeah. got 0.6 more points. So that would have been the perfect lineup for me. Wow. That's embarrassing. I, I <laughs> wow. I can't imagine being you and how red your face must be. Um, all right, I'll talk about Packers Bengals, uh, where kicking is not allowed. Um, yeah, for the Packers, I mean, there's a lot to talk about, and simultaneously, not a lot to talk about. Rodgers, you're gonna start every week, Devontae Adams, you're gonna start every week. He had a massive game. Um, Aaron Jones had a good game 14 carries for 103 yards. Definitely, if I was an Aaron Jones owner, I would be upset because AJ Dillon had eight carries for 30 yards plus four catches for 49 yards and a touchdown. Um, that's would be annoying as a Jones owner, but the encouraging thing is that he's still getting, he, he's still the lead back. He had four catches through the air plus his 14 carries versus for to make his 18 total touches versus Dillon's only 12, but still after the first couple of weeks where Dillon was getting pretty much nothing, um, it's only six carries against the Niners um, to see a 15-carry game last week and then to see 12 touches again this week would certainly be disheartening. And he's definitely a top handcuff um, to own. He's almost even like an intriguing flex play depending on the matchup. If they're going to be up a lot and he's going to get 15 carries, well, then that's volume you can't ignore and would definitely be worth considering flexing. Um, for the Bengals, Joe Burrow needs to learn to slide. Um because that hit he took was scary, but then he only missed like two plays and he was fine. I think Mixon was playing through an injury, which is why Samaj Pirine got 11 carries to Mixon's 10. Uh, Mixon still got a touchdown on the ground, but uh, I'd certainly be monitoring his injury status as I'm sure playing through the injury did not magically, he did not magically heal it. So he'll probably be questionable again, like all week. <laughs> um, and then pass catcher wise, Jamar Chase is you know, he as I've always said, that his touchdown pace is incredibly sustainable. He definitely can keep it up every week. Uh, I've never doubted that. I don't understand how it's just like every week it's a Jamar Chase 70-yard touchdown plus five other catches for another 100 yards or so. So, I mean, obviously Jamar Chase is every week starter. Um, Higgins and Boyd both had not great weeks. Burrow didn't have a massive day through the air, but still, um, he definitely looks to chase number one, Definitely number one read on, on most plays. 
Higgins was his first game back from an injury, so hopefully he'll be more involved in future weeks. I say that as a Higgins owner. But Boyd certainly seems to be the forgotten guy in the left, the man left out here. He'll he'll have good weeks, and especially if one of Higgins or Chase goes down, then I think he's a good option. Like Tyler Boyd is going to score a couple more touchdowns this year, so we'll have serviceable weeks. But I'm definitely worried about him uh, as a Tyler Boyd owner. Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. That's all I've got. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I have too much more to add. Um, I'm happy as a Jamar Chase runner, so <laughs> I'm not complaining with those long touchdowns. No, me neither. Um, me neither. <laughs> so next, going to the Broncos-Steelers game, um, starting with the Broncos, it was an underwhelming performance just overall for them. I thought they could actually beat the Steelers um, with how they've looked at the beginning of the season, although it was bad opponents. Um, but they didn't do much. Um, in terms of their running backs, pretty much like we said last week, and we'll probably continue to say unless there's an injury or a trade, uh, Javante Williams <laughs> and Melvin Gordon are splitting carries pretty much evenly. Um, but Javante Williams is the more efficient guy. Uh, he's getting more yardage with it. Um, so the issue is they're splitting. So you probably don't want to start either of them, but just hope that something happens to one of them <laughs> and that you can have more time. Williams is the better runner. Maybe maybe the Chiefs will trade for Melvin Gordon or something. That would be wild. Uh, sorry. To that cut you would off, be. But... <laughs> no, go for it. Uh, that would be wild. If I think if Clyde was out for more of the year, they might do that. But because it's only – it sounds like it's only three weeks at the moment. Um, he got yeah. put on IR, but they seem pretty confident after that he'll be able to play that um, I don't think it would happen. Um, so, yeah, but in terms of the pass catchers, uh, Cortland Sutton had a great game. Without Judy, he's the top option, so that's kind of what you expect from him. Tim Patrick had a pretty good game as well. Uh, I would only start him in good matchups, and then, unfortunately, Fant didn't do too well. So, I think, depending on the week, he might be, like, a boomer bust guy. Um. Now going on to the Steelers, uh, Najee Harris actually had a very good game on the ground, which is not what you expected, mm-hmm. considering the Broncos <laughs> are a good run defense. Yeah. He had over 100 rushing yards and a touchdown um, on the ground, which is nice. He wasn't used as much through the air, so kind of like what we've been saying in the past couple episodes, um, where there's no way he can get 13 catches in a game. It shows here. Even with Juju getting hurt, and Juju is out for the year, um, so just note that. So Claypool and Deontay Johnson get a bump. And you kind of saw that in this game. Although Johnson only had two catches, he did have the big touchdown, so that helps. And Claypool had over 100 receiving yards and a touchdown. Um, so those will both be very good options moving on without the uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. And it probably also helped Najee Harris as well to be used a little bit more in the passing game. Yeah, Juju's out for the year pretty much, right? Like, almost guaranteed. Um, yeah, he had surgery on his on his shoulder, and I heard he's out for the year. Yeah, okay, that's what I've been seeing too, which makes uh, – I know James Washington was hurt this week, but considering that there's been weeks where Claypool, Johnson, and Juju, you know, were all, like, startable, um, there's certainly – there's still, like, you know, more uh, receptions to go around in that offense, and whether it's – Eric Ebron or Pat Fryermuth uh, getting more involved, or whether it's James Washington or back to Najee, you know, 19 target weeks for him. There's definitely, there, there's a chance that someone else emerges and, and 
as a pass catcher there, uh, which is something. Yeah, definitely. All right, uh, I'll go on to the next game, which is oh, you get the fun one. Uh, I'll talk about Bears Raiders. Ugh, this one. All right, this was a gross game. Um, like just the least amount of offense possible. <laughs> Fields throwing for 111 yards and a win over the Raiders. Uh, I guess I didn't. I didn't watch a lot of this game because I, you know, like watching good football. Um, but <laughs> but uh, Damian Williams and Khalil Herbert. Uh, Herbert's definitely a surprise there for the for the Bears with 18 carries for 75 yards, and Damian Williams 16 carries for 64 yards. And he, he did get the touchdown and had two catches for 20 yards uh, in the passing game. Seemed to be a pretty even split, obviously, touch-wise. They had 18-18. to 18. Um, Honestly, like, I would still be starting Williams because he definitely he got the start and was out there out there more. But Herbert looked pretty good. Um, the main thing is David Montgomery, his injury, I, I don't know if you know exactly when he'll be back, Matt, but I'm not sure. Um, and I know that Tariq Cohen is coming off the pup soon, so it gets even more messy. So maybe Herbert is an interesting flex for, like, a couple weeks. But when Cohen gets back in the mix, and then Montgomery, um, how long is Montgomery out for, Matt? Do you you know? Um, do you know if they're by week ten? Um, so I heard, I'm what I thought I heard was he's returning after their bye, which I believe is week ten. Okay. If that's not a thing. Then, well, if it isn't week ten, then that was someone else. And no, I think it is week ten. Just a couple of weeks. Okay, then yeah. Um, it sounds like he'll be returning in week 11 then, uh, but they have their bye week 10. So they'll basically be Herbert and um, Williams will be viable options pretty much until week nine. Well, I would say or, that sorry, Williams will. And then Co- I think when Cohen comes back, um, unless I'm mistaken of exactly when he'll be back, but I mean, I mean, Tariq Cohen, has, there hasn't been a lot of news about when he's coming back, but I know that he was on the pup, which means he misses the first six weeks. So that would mean he misses, you know, next week's game, and then probably there'll be more news about that. So Herbert as a flex this week uh, is certainly interesting. Not something I'd be super excited about, especially because they're playing the Packers, who uh, I don't think they'll be running. I don't think they'll be running the ball thirty-four times, like actually thirty-seven times, like they did this past week. But um, so I'd be starting Williams still, probably I'd be flexing him, but I wouldn't really trust Herbert this week. Maybe on a matchup basis, I could be flexing him depending on if Tariq Cohen is playing. So many qualifications on that one. Um, disappointment all around from Bears pass catchers. Uh, Mooney, 3 for 35. Robinson, 4 for 32. Just not great. Uh, not great. I'm staying away from, from any of them until that offense shows that it's capable of doing anything. But they won somehow, so why? who am I to judge? Uh, they beat the Raiders, who did not have a, a mass- massive notable game fantasy wise uh, had a pretty eventful past couple of days but uh, um, Josh Jacobs coming back 15 carries 48 yards and a touchdown I think he still is playing hurt um, so hopefully he'll use this week to recover a bit more and then he can be a little more involved and also hopefully they won't be losing um, in a game and he can get a little more volume from that as well because they didn't have a lot of rushing attempts due to the fact that they were losing to the Bears. Um, in the passing game, Renfro continues to be a interesting PPR play. I think he has five catches at least in every single game, which is wild. Um, 
So certainly the floor is there in PPR for Hunter Renfro. Uh, imagine trading like Hunter Renfro and Dawson Knox and, and James Robinson in like some trade. Uh, that'd be weird, right, Kyle? Uh, anyways, Henry Ruggs, uh, three for 51. I know that a lot of people, including myself, were hoping he would uh, have a, a bigger year so far, and he has not. Um, and then Waller, I mean, I'm not really worried about Waller, but four for 45 is not the best game for him either. It was nice to see Josh Jacobs had four catches, actually, because I would have not have assumed that they'd be using him in the past game so much, but they did. So not there's just no offense in that game, Matt, because the game you're going to talk about just, yeah. just had all of it. They're just, ugh. Yeah, basically, up next is Browns Chargers. And, you know, they <laughs> almost each had 50 points. Um, so, you know, there's a ton of offense. Uh, pretty much everyone you can think of in this game did well. Well, for the most part. For the Browns, both running backs had great games. Um, Chubb had 161 on the ground, had a touchdown. Kareem Hunt had two touchdowns. So, um, both of them had great games. David Njoku almost had 150 receiving yards. So he actually went off in this game. He was the biggest um, beneficiary of all of this. And Odell had two for 20. Very interesting. Um, and the answer is you can't really trust Odell just yet um, coming off the ACL. But, yeah, like, that's just very weird because you would expect – when the Browns score 42, Odell should be heavily involved in that, at least in the passing game part. Um, so, yeah, Donovan Peoples-Jones had 5 for 70, but I wouldn't really look too much into that. Jarvis Landry will, will be coming back soon, so uh, his opportunities will go down. Um, and Baker had a pretty good game with two touchdowns um, and over 300 yards passing. Uh, next to the Chargers um, – Herbert was insane in this game. He had a rushing touchdown and four passing touchdowns. So I know he had over 40 fantasy points, so he definitely won you your week. Well, he could potentially have won you your week, <laughs> um, depending on who else you had going. Um, he didn't win me my week, Matt, because I had Saquon and Clyde. Uh, I, don't know if you, <laughs> I don't know if you were aware of that, but I had Herbert. And then, yeah, Saquon and Clyde, great, great for me. <laughs> That's unfortunate, but pretty much anyone else in this offense you started, uh, they probably helped you a lot. Austin Eckler had two touchdowns on the ground and one through the air. Uh, Mike Williams had over 160 receiving yards and two touchdowns. Keenan Allen was probably the most disappointing out of all of them with only six for 75. But that's still a decent week. Um, so, yeah, I really hope you started people in this game. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, the only thing I will add is for the Browns, Njoku, he had a 71-yard touchdown. So, I mean, a big play, certainly worth all the points in fantasy, but I wouldn't be looking for him to have that massive of a game. The interesting thing is the seven catches, really, um, especially with – I was assuming that Austin Hooper was, like, hurt or Harrison Bryant was hurt, but neither of them were. So, a little confused as to what happened with Njoku just exploding like that, but – um, definitely something to keep an eye on. Maybe I'll look for yeah. him instead of, again, instead of Tyler Conklin because that is a well I won't go back to. I'm sure he'll have like two touchdowns next week. Now that I now that I'm going to drop him, but yeah, that'll definitely happen. Yeah, it's a kind of a guarantee, really. Uh, <laughs> um, all right, I'll go on to Giants Cowboys. If if you were done, I, I assume you were done. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I feel bad for Giants fans. 
uh, <laughs> meaning okay, you, man. yeah, you, uh, yeah, I mean, just Daniel Jones gets hurt, Saquon gets hurt, um, Galladay gets hurt. I mainly feel bad for myself because I own Kenny Galladay and Saquon in a couple leagues, um, and Daniel Jones actually, because I picked him up after Russell Wilson went down, um, <laughs> and then Daniel Jones goes down. So, I mean, that just sucks. I, I feel for you. Um, the main thing is, I mean, Devontae Booker looked pretty okay in terms of fantasy points. Didn't look great as a runner. He only averaged 2.6 yards per carry. But he did have three catches for 16 yards and a touchdown, plus 42 rushing yards and another touchdown. So depending on how much time Saquon misses, which I'm sure you're more in tune with than I am, but I know it'll be a couple of weeks because it was an ankle sprain. Um, Devontae yeah. uh, is an interesting play but and definitely definitely worth the pickup um whether or not i'd start him is questionable and then the other main thing has got to be Kadarius tony's probably the number one waiver pickup this week if he wasn't already picked up after his previous week because he had a monster day with uh 10 catches for 189 yards plus a carry for seven yards uh, i think he was tackled like close to scoring a couple times too yeah so. he was tackled at the two or three i think two times yeah which is just uh, great. Um, <laughs> not great. Uh, I will be putting in a claim for him and hoping that I get him in as many leagues as I can because, I mean, with how injury with how injured that receiving core is, uh, I think Shepard is questionable this week. I don't know about Slayton. He's probably also questionable. And yeah, they both are. Be more clarity about that as the uh, week goes. But still, I mean, Tony just looks like a, a great playmaker. Um, and for everyone, including myself, who was laughing at the pick of the Giants, after the first couple of weeks, um, he has certainly proved a lot of people wrong. Uh, and then um, obviously monitor the Daniel Jones injury too, because I don't know, Glennon like actually did okay, like in terms of in terms of fantasy output for my receivers. I would never be touching like Glennon. <laughs> what I'm saying, I, I wouldn't. I'm not super worried about my pass catchers because he didn't. He gave me enough faith, you know. Like if I would start Tony still next week, even if um, uh, Jones doesn't play. That maybe that's just because my team is so injured, but I probably would still do that. Uh, Cowboys wise, Zeke had a monster game. Uh, well, actually, not a monster game, but a good game. Two touchdowns, uh, 110 rushing yards, and I don't know Tony Tony Pollard, however you pronounce his last name, Pollard Pollard whatever. Uh, 75 rushing yards and then four catches for 28 yards. He's an interesting flex if he gets in the end zone. So, yeah, touchdown-dependent flex probably because the volume for him is still there, partially because they were up a lot, but still. Um, Pass-catching-wise, Schultz had a good game uh, for a tight end, six catches for 79 yards. CeeDee Lamb got the long touchdown, but it's kind of disappointing still for him, honestly. Only four catches for 84 yards and a touchdown in what should have been a favorable favorable matchup. Um, I would say with the Giants. I know the Giants defense isn't that bad, but still, I would expect a bigger day than four for 84. I don't think he's had even an 100-yard game uh, yet this year, so definitely a little disappointing. He's firmly under underperforming what we were hoping for from him. Um, and Amari Cooper, you know, playing through his, his rib injury, very tough, unlike Daryl Henderson. I'm sure it's still nagging him. But he only had three catches for 60 yards and a touchdown. So luckily they both got touchdowns, or else it would have been really disappointing for Cowboys pass catchers this week. Yeah, definitely. Um, is that all you have? Yeah, yeah. Okay, the only thing I'm going to add <laughs> is I was one of those people that was disappointed with the Kadarius Tony pick, and it was crazy to see him go off like that. 
um, there was one play specifically where he caught it and just by like with his back turned, he stepped right and then went left and juked three defenders at once. <laughs> um, so just after the catch, his ability is crazy. Obviously, it does depend on the availability of the rest of the offense, but um, yeah, he's looking very good. Definitely the top waiver pickup. He literally looks like Dante Hall, uh, the former like Chiefs wide receiver from I don't even remember when, who would just make. I mean, he was the the first person that I was aware of, known as the human joystick, where he would just like he just make everybody miss. It was incredible. Um, he reminds me of him when I watched the Saints game. I didn't watch a lot of the Cowboys. Um, Giants game, but when I watched him break out against the Saints, I was like, "Whoa, he is just juking everybody." That's incredible. Um, so yeah, fun, yeah, fun to watch. He had to go and ruin it with the punch, but well, that makes him even more fun to watch. Is. Yeah, I don't think Dante Hall did a lot of <laughs> punching, uh, but but Tony is a spectacle in every way you can hope for. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> um. So now moving on to the 49ers-Cardinals game. This definitely was an underwhelming offensive game. Yeah, uh, yeah. Luckily, you get to 40... talk about this one. <laughs> 49ers had Trey Lance starting. Um, he honestly didn't look great. The only, like, promising thing is he had 16 carries for 89 yards on the ground. <laughs> so he's definitely going to use his legs a lot. Um, and that gives him – a safer floor than most quarterbacks um, just because he'll have those guaranteed points. Um, In the backfield, the thing to note is uh, Elijah Mitchell came back and he had mostly carries and snaps. Um, He had nine carries. Uh, So it's not, you want more volume there, but the fact that he was getting all of them, the running back is nice. Now going to the receivers, like obviously with Trey Lance, not doing great. The receivers didn't, um, the main thing is Debo Samuel. He didn't have the spectacular week, but he had the rushing touchdown, um, and he had three for fifty-eight, so he was okay. But everyone else really just wasn't good. Um, so that's pretty much it for that offense. Are you uh, you dropping Brandon Ayuk, Matt? If you haven't already, I, I drop him. Right, he's gone. Yes, yeah, I think you have to. Yeah. Um, like I saw someone pick him up. So I saw him get dropped last week, and someone picked him up. But honestly, this week, you definitely have to drop him. Yeah, how can you not? Um, if you have him. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and then going on to the Cardinals, this was the most disappointing part. Um, you know, Kyler, I think he only had like 13 or 14 fantasy points. That's uh, not what you're expecting from him. He only had one touchdown um, through the air. So, honestly, like, very disappointing <laughs> from him, uh, in terms of the receivers, uh, Hopkins did do pretty well. Uh, he had a touchdown and had six for 87, so that's nice. Rondale Moore was more involved than last week. Uh, he had three carries and also five catches, 59 yards. Um, so I think he's – I like, honestly, it's hard to tell with him, but he has the upside where he's worth holding on your roster. I don't think he's startable yet, um, but I think – in the future, he could definitely be a bigger part of that offense. Uh, then going to the running backs, uh, Edmonds honestly didn't look well after a good week last week, so that's disappointing. And James Conner vultured another touchdown, so mm-hmm. he's honestly worth a desperate start if you need to, just because he could vulture a touchdown every once in a while. Well, I think I think uh, you got to start James Conner because I think it's just guaranteed that he's going to score every week for the rest of the season based off the fact that. As soon as I say that he'll never score two touchdowns in a game again, 
he does it the next week. Then he scores one touchdown this week. So I don't understand, but I think he probably he probably listens. What it is, he's probably one of our many many listeners, is and that's why yeah, and he gets just so fired up because he hears me say that he's not going to score. Um, but apparently, apparently, he just is going to keep going. Um, one thing I'll add: uh, Trey Lance is hurt as well because he doesn't know how to slide. I don't know if he's going to play this week. Uh, I know that he's like sprained his knee, so he's like. I would assume with a sprained knee and your top five rookie quarterback and your losing record that you're probably not going to trot him out there, but uh, maybe they will, I guess. I think Jimmy G like might be back anyways too. And when he does come back, I did not think in my not NFL coach experience that Trey Lance did enough to say, we're going to start Trey Lance over Jimmy G. I think he's not ready yet is what I would say. Um, I which would, would agree. Which would mean that, the 16 carries that Trey Lance got would be distributed more probably 80-20 or 90-10 with Eli Mitchell and Trey, Trey Sermon, I would say, probably, um, is my it's my guess. I don't know. That's just a hunch. but Yeah, and they have a bye next week, so they won't have to decide until week seven. Right, right. So, yeah, so yeah Trey Lance definitely won't play this week, actually. I think uh, it's, <laughs> he, de- he definitely won't play. Uh, so I'm right, actually. But thank you for confirming that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll talk about uh, Bills Chiefs, the Sunday night game. Um, Josh Allen with a stupid stat line of 15 completions for 315 yards and three touchdowns. That's just absurd. Plus 11 carries for 59 yards and a touchdown. Um, certainly the points that you were hoping for when you drafted him um, finally really, I mean, he had a great game against Washington too, but a, a very good game this week against Kansas City. Um, Moss almost, I think he over, yeah, he doubled Devin Singletary's touches. Didn't really do a lot with it. Only had 37 rushing yards, but it, and f- did have 55 receiving yards. So certainly serviceable. I'd still be starting Zach Moss. Um, Stephon Diggs has been disappointing, whereas Emmanuel Sanders has been a bit of a revelation. He also just has a nose for the end zone. He's been scoring like a lot of a lot of touchdowns and a lot of fantasy points this year. So he's certainly worth uh, at least to look at a flex uh, for Emmanuel Sanders, I would say. Cole Beasley is definitely kind of forgotten with that emergence of Emmanuel Sanders. And then uh, Dawson Knox. I mean, I mean, I'm starting Dawson Knox, obviously, now if I have him. Um, but th- only three catches. He had a great game, but only three catches is not what you want to have confidence in as a, as a tight end starter, I would say, but still three catches, 117 yards and a touchdown. Um, that is a great week fantasy wise for a tight end. Um, for the chiefs. I mean, they didn't really look great. Uh, Clyde Edwards, the got hurt, which means, and as you mentioned earlier, he'll probably be out three weeks or definitely, definitely out at least three weeks because he's on IR, but probably just those three weeks. Or three games. Um, Daryl Williams is definitely the pickup there. McKinnon only got one uh, carry in after the injury for Edwards Elaire. He did have two catches, but I would still say Williams is probably the guy, unless they unless they trade for somebody um, like I don't know Melvin Gordon. Like I said, that would be interesting. Or for some reason, the Ravens are like open to trading their running backs, which doesn't make sense to me. But that is, I saw reports about that. Or Marlon Mack for the Colts game uh, that we'll talk about um but williams is still going to be the guy for probably a couple weeks at least so maybe flex him um and then i mean the chiefs are the chiefs tyree kill 
is going to win you some weeks. He's going to have, he's not going to do that every week though. He had a fine game, seven catches for 63 yards. I know that he came up um, injured a little bit. I'm not exactly sure how long he might be out. I think he's a week to week type thing. I would assume he'll probably, I think he's supposed to play this week still. Um, Yeah, he is. Yeah. And then Kelsey is Kelsey, six catches, 57 yards and a touchdown. Disappointing for Josh Gordon, all those truthers out there. Uh, Russ, um, you're probably the only one who actually started him this week, but one catch for 11 <laughs> yards. Uh, thank you for starting him because I probably would have not won if you uh, had started someone else over him. But, yeah. Um, all right. So, yeah, and into the last game, Colts versus Ravens. Um, honestly, it was a great game. Um, I know a lot of fantasy managers <laughs> – were very happy with this game. Some <laughs> weren't with all the scoring. Um, Wentz actually looked really good in this game, especially early on. He had over 400 passing yards and two passing touchdowns. Um, so he looked really good. Uh, Jonathan Taylor looked good. He had um touchdown on the ground, a really long touchdown, I think a 70-yard touchdown um, in one of the first plays of the game. So that was nice um, for him. And then Michael Pittman – was heavily involved. He had six for eight and nine in the touchdown. A very nice touchdown at that. Um, <laughs> there was pass interference on it, but uh, he was still able to catch it and score the touchdown. Um, you're not really starting any Colts tight ends, if any. Mo Ali Cox. He was yeah, okay, I was say, what do you mean? What who, who? What do you mean, Matt? You're Mo Ali Cox, <laughs> tight end one, rest of the season. Come on. <laughs> he looked good at times, but uh, I don't. He just doesn't get the volume, unfortunately. Um, that he should. So yeah, the Pittman looked good and pretty much the other pass catchers not you're not really looking at. The one thing to note is Naeem Hines wasn't really used much. Um sometimes he'll have good games where he's a lot, but this wasn't one of them. Uh and then going to the Ravens, uh honestly it was the big takeaway is Lamar is their whole offense. Um <laughs> he had over four hundred passing yards, four passing touchdowns and sixty two rushing yards. Um, so he was the second highest scoring QB this week. Um, he won me my matchup, like I mentioned before. Um, boss Josh, his matchup. Mm-hmm. So. Like I mentioned before, yeah, thank you. Thank you. To... No problem. <laughs> um, in terms of the running backs, they're, they seem to split stuff a little more. Um, the carries are definitely a lot more split. And pretty much Lamar is RB1. That's what we're looking at. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then with the pass catchers, you know, Hollywood Brown has been doing very well, and he continued that with two touchdowns and over 100 receiving yards. Mark Andrews had his big breakout game because um, he really wasn't that good this year, and then all of a sudden you have him putting up 40 points in this game. Um, yeah, massive game. <laughs> so, yeah, Sammy Watkins left with a hamstring injury. That's the other thing to note. And next week they might be getting back the first-round pick in Rashad Bateman. Um, but besides that, like you're not really starting any of the pass catchers. Yeah, I mean Hollywood Brown is certainly, yeah, no, no, he's certainly someone to to start. I mean, even with Bateman coming back, I would say like I would be maybe worried about that production dropping. But I mean, if he didn't drop like two touchdowns against the Lions, he'd be a. I mean, he's already a, a very high scoring wide receiver in fantasy, but he'd be even higher scoring. I mean, he dropped two big play touchdowns, so. He's, he's, yeah. yeah. Um, and with Lamar throwing like this, it helps a lot. Yeah. I mean, Lamar's obviously not going to throw for 440 yards a game, but still, I mean, 
when he when he throws, he looks for for Hollywood and, and Mark Andrews. So they're certainly certainly good options. I, I'm not sure that I could start any Ravens running back. Maybe flex Latavius Murray. Maybe, but you're That's right. I mean, Lamar Lamar is RB one. <laughs> um, Lamar is offense one actually. But <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, all right. Well. Okay, we were at about an hour now, so we'll, which is pretty much where we've been after we go through all the recaps every time. So I'll quickly move on to um, going over our predictions from last week. I'll do that really quick. Then we'll make some new start sit questions and then do our new, uh, our new segment, I guess. Um, so looking at a week five Matt, in, <clears throat> Matt versus Josh predictions, uh, I said that Kirk Cousins would outscore Sam Darnold. Uh, you said Sam Darnold would outscore Kirk Cousins. Both of them had shitty weeks. <laughs> but <laughs> when I looked at Cousins' stat line, I was like, oh, damn, I definitely lost this one because he only had like 13 points. But Darnold had even less. So uh, I, I was right on that one. Um, <laughs> in terms of Cordero Patterson versus Damian Williams, I said Cordero Patterson would outscore Damian Williams. You said the inverse. Uh, Cordero did outscore Damian Williams. Which again, I was I was surprised about because I saw that Williams had a touchdown. That was pretty close as well. All of these were actually really close, so we did a good job. Um, but you're zero and two to start those two. Uh, then there was uh, Leonard Fournette versus Chuba Hubbard. We both said Fournette would outscore Chuba, and even though both had good weeks, Fournette did. So we were both right about that one. Um, for Dalton Schultz versus. Uh, Dawson Knox, which is a tongue twister. I just realized as I was trying to get that out. Um, almost called, called him Dawson Schultz. Uh, we both said Schultz would outscore Knox. We were both wrong, but Schultz had a good game as well. He had six catches, I think, for like 79 yards. So that's pretty pretty serviceable. Um, then we get to where we were both wrong uh, in ranking Woods, uh, Antonio Brown, and Allen Robinson. I said it would go Woods, then A.B., then Allen Robinson. You said it would go AB, then Allen Robinson, then Woods. So you were right on getting uh, the highest score being Antonio Brown. And then I was right about uh, Woods outscoring Allen Robinson. Then for Devontae Smith versus Cortland Sutton, I said Devontae Smith would outscore Cortland Sutton. You said the inverse. And unfortunately, you were correct. Sutton had a very big game and outscored <clears throat> Devontae Smith. We had another rank of Debo Samuel, Keenan Allen, and C.D. Lamb. Um, we were both <laughs> pretty far from correct on this. As I said, Debo would outscore Keenan Allen, who would outscore C.D. Lamb. Then you ranked them Keenan, then C.D., then Debo. And the correct order was C.D., then Debo, then Keenan Allen. So, <laughs> yikes. Yikes on that one. That was a, a big miss for both of us. <laughs> and then lastly, we also both missed on this one. We both said that Aaron Jones would outscore Jonathan Taylor. Uh, and then two other things to note, your bold prediction of Darnold getting one rushing touchdown and two yes. passing touchdowns, uh, not even close yeah, on that sure. one. And then I was even further off saying Daniel Jones. I- I'm going to blame the injury on this one. I said Jones, Daniel Jones would have 100 yards rushing and a touchdown. Probably wasn't get- going to get to 100 yards. He was very close to the touchdown on the play that he got hurt on. So I don't know what to make of that, but I wasn't very close on that one either. So hopefully our, our predictions, our-, our bold takes this week will be a little more accurate. Okay, now that I'm out of breath from racing through all that, uh, let's get into a 
start sit question. Matt, would you like to go first? Uh, I would. So to start, um, involving a couple of the new guys this week that should be the starters, uh, how would you rank Zach Moss, Devontae Booker, and Daryl Williams this week? Okay, so Moss plays against the Titans. Devontae Booker plays against the Rams, so he's probably going to be last. And Daryl Williams plays against the Washington Washington football team, who has been not great on defense. I'm going to say I'm going to say Daryl Williams and then Zach Moss and then Devontae Booker purely based off of matchups. Um, I think that those the Washington defense has been very susceptible against the pass, um, certainly with pass catching backs like like Cordero Patterson, RB one. Um, sorry, RB one Cordero Patterson, as I should refer to him from now on. Um, <laughs> they they've been susceptible. The Titans defense hasn't been great. They haven't been you know atrocious, but they haven't been great. And uh, the Rams defense has been pretty good. And with how with that injured of the offense, the only people I really want to start are Kadarius Tony and maybe. Um, I don't know one of Slayton or Shepard if they're both back, but yeah. So I'm, I'm I, that's that's how I'd rank them. Yeah, um, I think pretty much like you just said. Who knows what that offense is going to look like? So how will Booker do? No one will really know. Um, I think I'll start off with Daryl Williams at the top. Um, next, I would probably go with Zach Moss, and then third, I would do Devontae Booker. All right, so we are in agreement, which is boring, but uh, no, uh, it's, which is good. We'll both be, we'll both be right. Um, <laughs> all right, I'll go uh, a, a QB question. I don't know. Maybe this will be an easy one for you. For me, it's a, it's a tricky one. But uh, Dak Prescott versus the Patriots, or Taylor Heineke versus Kansas City. Uh, I would have to go with Dak. Um... Patriots have a decent defense, but I trust that offense a lot more. And after how Heineke played this past week, I feel like I just can't pick him. I am going – maybe this is bold. I don't know. I think that Taylor Heineke will have a good fantasy week. Not not a good – you know, I'll probably throw a couple picks or whatever. But I think that, that Taylor Heineke will actually outscore Dak this week. I think that the Kansas City defense has been just shredded. I mean, they have not – I, they had some tough matchups for sure. I'm not going to say say that they haven't. But uh, other than like Baker Mayfield having a pretty pedestrian game, I know. So Mayfield threw for 300 yards um, still in that game. And then Herbert and Hertz and Allen. I mean, you know, Allen and Herbert are, are great quarterbacks, but Hertz had a decent fantasy game against them as well. So I'm going to say that Heineke will outscore Dak, which is. Which is a bold one, and you know maybe maybe that'll come back to bite me when Heineke you know throws his fourth pick in the first quarter, but uh, <laughs> but still I don't know I think I think this week I, I think he'll outscore him. Okay, um, so I'll go with a tight end question next. Um, this week, would you rather start Mike Jazaki or Zach Ertz? And so I think the one thing we forgot to say earlier was. Um, Dallas Goddard is on the COVID list, so he's most likely not playing Thursday against the Bucks. Oh. 
wow, I didn't forget to say that. I didn't even know about that. Okay. Uh, that's certainly interesting. So Gasecki against the Jags whew, or Ertz against the Bucks. I'm going to say give me Ertz. Um, I, I'll take – I think that the tight end volume for uh, the Eagles pass catchers is is there. I think that um, Hertz likes to throw to them a lot. And I think Ertz had like six targets or five targets this week, and, and Goddard had, I think, three. So if you just combine them all into Ertz, then I'd, I'd certainly like Ertz to get more volume than Gusecki would uh, against the Jags this week. Yeah, I think it's very interesting. Um, the fact that the Bucks have Devin White makes me a little less confident in Ertz. I think I'll go with Gusecki based off the fact that Jacoby Brissett's still the starter there, and it's the Jags, so they should be putting up a lot of points. And even the, like, the Jags might even make it close where um, the Dolphins may have to throw. So I just think because of Brissett and how he uses Jacecki, that'll go with him. Fair enough. Um, you're wrong, but fair enough. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> I'll go... Uh, Daryl Henderson versus the Giants or Austin Eckler versus the Ravens? I feel like you have to go with Eckler. Um, the Ravens against running backs haven't been that good this year. Um, and I think that'll be another high-scoring game where they'll use Eckler a lot. And pretty much because he's a great receiver, the run defense part isn't the biggest thing. Um, in the world because he can still get a lot of points through the air. So I'll have to go with him. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, the Chargers have a brutal schedule, I was real- realizing. So do the Browns. They both have just had tough matchups. I mean, the Browns playing the Cardinals this week, which is just uh, crazy. And then the, the Chargers haven't played the Ravens, the Raiders, and I think the Browns in the last like three weeks. I think they played the Vikings. Oh, no, no the Browns played the Vikings. Anyways, uh, I am... <sighs> I'm really tempted to say Daryl Henderson. I think the matchup is good. I mean, we just saw Zeke and Tony Pollard feast against the Giants. Um, and I think the Rams are even better than the Cowboys, although the Cowboys are a sneaky good team this year. So I'm really tempted to say Daryl Henderson. I really, really am. But after watching or after seeing Jonathan Taylor's stat line, uh, and he's not even a pass catching back, really, I'm going to have to agree with you and say that uh, Eckler will outscore Henderson. Okay. Um, do you think this should be our last one each? Uh, and then move uh, into. I don't no, know what you're no, no, we'll just go. We'll go for the full hour and a half. <laughs> okay. Um, so up next, I have uh, Hollywood versus the Chargers, or Claypool, who I don't know who he plays this week, but I will look that up right now. Um. The Steelers have a bye this week. Oh, the Steelers. Yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, give me Claypool. I don't even know who else you said, but give give Hollywood. me Claypool. Oh yeah, yeah. That's fair. I mean, that's a fair question. But uh, the Seahawks defense is just atrocious, and Juju's out, and I yeah, I don't know. Give me Claypool for sure. But um, but Hollywood will probably still have a good game. I'm just that confident in in the badness of the Seahawks defense. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good point. I'll take Hollywood with how he's been performing. He's been going off, and if they're down, which I think they will be, it'll have to be Lamar to Mark Andrews in Hollywood. So I'll go opposite. 
wow this is just first take um but in podcast form isn't it uh all right i have uh i have three receivers for for you to rank um odell versus the cardinals Kadarius tony versus the rams or t higgins versus the lions well, at one, I got to go with one of my guys in Kadarius Tony now. <laughs> you never doubted him, right? Never, never, ever doubted him. Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll go with him one. Uh, T. Higgins plays Detroit this week. That honestly is a good matchup. Um, so I'll have to go with Higgins second and then Odell third. I like Odell, but he should have done more in the match against the Chargers. So I just can't pick him above the other two this week. Yeah, Odell's a tough one because he his first game back was two weeks ago, I believe, and he could have had a, a long touchdown if not for Baker not playing football. Um, and then this week, it, I mean, he scored 42 points and Odell only has two catches for 20 yards. Like, that is not what I would imagine when I see 42 points from the Browns. I mean, I would assume, I'd assume, he, would, I would assume he would at least get in the end zone. Um, and then uh, additionally, the Cardinals defense has actually not looked like atrocious. They held the Rams to 20. Um, they let, actually, they let the Jaguars score 19 on them, but, uh, and they let the Vikings score 33 on them, but they've been getting better still. Um, I want to say, I'm going to say that this is tough. And I, I came up with this one and it's tough. I'll, I'll say Kadarius Tony number one. Sure. No, 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 no. I'm gonna say I'm gonna go really bold again. I guess maybe this will bite me. I just did so well this week that I'm just so confident in my gut. I'm gonna say Odell will score more than Kadarius Tony, who will score more than T Higgins. Um, that's what I'll say this week. Okay. Um, so this is my final question. Um, it's a Thursday night football matchup of Brady versus Jalen Hurts this week. This is a repeat of what we had uh, the first time we did this, Matt. We had Hertz versus Brady is what you asked me. We both said Hertz would outscore Brady, and he did. No, no, no. It's a a good question again. It's a good question again. I just just wanted to bring it up. Um, hmm. Because that's a tough one. Uh, Especially last time I thought it was almost easy because the Bucs were playing the Patriots, and then the game was just that rainy. So it was like definitely Hertz will outscore him. I'm still going to say Hurts, just the rushing value. I know that Brady is just putting up stupid passing numbers, but the rushing value being what it is, and the fact that he just steals touchdowns away from Miles Sanders, uh, I would say Hurts outscores Brady. Okay. Uh, No, it's definitely a tough one. And one, like, it really could go either way. I feel like... I'm going to go with Brady just because I feel like the Eagles defense is worse than the Bucs. Um, but Hertz has been really good all year. So it is tough, but I'll definitely go Brady. All right. Wow. We disagree on a lot of these this week. Um, I'll do my last one. I have two more, but I'll do one more. I'll only do one more. Then we'll go into the, uh, into the last part. Um, I have another three, three people. Um, this is a fun one. So, Kenneth Gainwell versus Tampa Bay, Rondale Moore versus Cleveland, or J.D. McKissick versus Kansas City. Rank those three. Rank those three. <laughs> that is actually a very good one. 
I'm going to have to go with one being J.D. McKissick for his Kansas City uh, because he should get a ton of catches in the passing game. Two, I'll go with Rondale Moore against Cleveland. And then three, I'm going to go with Kenneth Gainwell. I wanted Gainwell to be higher, but it's just so inconsistent with how they're used and they split it. So, yeah, I have to go with him at three. Yeah, I'm Gainwell. I'm I'm bringing up mainly because of Gaskin's big week against the Bucks uh, in the this previous week, right? Um, yeah, which is certainly something to note. And then you also combine Brandon Bolden having six catches for fifty yards against the Bucks uh, the week before that. So he's he's an interesting play. Um, I almost like him more than Miles Sanders, and I'm debating starting who to start in that matchup. But in terms of the question for these three. I'll say Rondale Moore, number one, simply because I think uh, he's just like the best individual player of the of the three. So if if anyone has a chance to to get in the end zone, especially in what could be a shootout, considering what Brown's Chargers was, um, I'll say Moore will be number one. And then for Gainwell and McKissick, is really tough. They're both, you know, I mean Gainwell, he doesn't even have a defined role, whereas McKissage does. I just look at the matchup that for the Bucks. Yeah, I'll say I'll say more than Gainwell than McKissage, just to really disagree with you. Um, <laughs> I, I think that based off of what I've seen, the Bucks defense is, is susceptible to running backs uh, pass catching, so I like that matchup. Okay. All right. Uh, I also okay. have a. I don't know if you prepared a bold prediction this week. I don't even know how bold this one is. I think it's pretty bold. I'm going to say that uh, that Keenan Allen puts up eight catches for or eight plus catches, maybe more, maybe maybe exactly eight for a hundred plus yards and two touchdowns this week. That's that's what I'll say against okay. Baltimore. I like it. Um, so mine was more. Mine is going to be Deontay Johnson and Claypool are both top 24 wide receivers this week Ooh. against the Seahawks. But I'm thinking maybe I need to go more yardage. So I'll say between the boat, like two of them. So <laughs> they'll each have a hundred. Actually, I'll say each of them oh, wow. have a hundred receiving yards this week. Plus one of them will have a touchdown. Okay. So I'm not saying they both get a touchdown. One will have a touchdown and they'll have, each have over 100 receiving yards this week. All right, all right. That is, uh, you know, as a Seahawks fan, I'm going to say, Matt, that's not a, that's almost a guaranteed loss. Actually, no, bold. I'll go. <laughs> each of them will have over 100 receiving yards and a touchdown. So all right, wow, that's... there we go. You got to, got to make. So when mine's completely wrong, I got to make sure that yours is at least as bold, <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> sounds good. All right, should we? Uh, should we? Hello again, Matt. Uh, <laughs> hey Josh <laughs> really really have to have some sort of technical difficulties um, but this was a, a doozy um, so if you're listening to this and it's a new episode the reason is because we had a bit of technical difficulty there and we had to upload our last segment as a new thing um, if you're listening to it as if you're wondering why the hell I start talking about this random tangent in the middle of an episode at like the hour 20 mark. Well, that's because uh, I was able to merge the files together. <laughs> um, yeah. So, <laughs> depending on that, uh, that'll, that'll, I guess that remains to be seen, but we're just going to finish up the recording of this with a new game. Um, 
And, you know, I'm going to say, I'm going to take this one. I'll explain it this time. Because Go for it. last time, that's when everything went to shit. Um, <laughs> so basically, Matt and I are both, we're going to take turns spinning a wheel of random NFL teams, you know, all 32. Um, and we'll have to choose a player from that team to start in a theoretical fantasy football lineup. And we'll see which of us has the higher scoring week. Uh, so we're going to fill out QB, two running backs, two wideouts, tight end, defense, and kicker. Um, and uh, we welcome anyone to play along. I will open a poll on the Spotify like response form to see uh, if someone wants to fill out their lineup with either of the teams. Um, this is not as exciting as a DraftKings lineup with any money on the line, but you get to say, hey, I was better than Josh or Matt this week. <laughs> it's, a pretty big, it's a pretty big prize, uh, I would say. Um, Definitely. I missed anything there, Matt. So, I don't know, do you, do you want to spin the wheel first or, or me? Um, I think we do it at the same time. The right. only thing right. I'll add is that it's a normal lineup, so two running backs, two receivers, flex, tight end, QB, defense, and kicker. Oh, we're doing, we're doing flex too? Okay, that's fine. Uh, did you want to? Yeah, let's do it. Let's just make it even longer. Uh, okay. <laughs> sounds good. Okay. So, all right. First spin is underway. So is mine. Let's see. Oh, Seahawks. Oh, gross. I got the Texans. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. All right. Um, I'm going to go with DK. Well, that's a great choice, Matt. Um, although, I mean, with Gino, there's there's a problem there. Oh, I don't even know. I, I can either, like, flex Cooks against the Colts or choose their – I can't try the Texans' defense. I guess I'll flex Cooks. Gross. <laughs> All right. Okay, no. next spin. Spin again. Uh, if we get the same team, are we just respinning? By the way, like not the same team as you, but like if I get the Texans again, hypothetically. Or yeah, I... yeah, you can just respin. Okay. Funny enough, I get the Texans. <laughs> I got the Raiders. Who are they playing? They're playing the, the Texans are playing the Colts. Raiders, Broncos. Give me Waller. I'm honestly thinking of picking the Texans kicker. I don't know if that's smart. He was bad this week. He was actually bad. I think Fairbairn missed, like, multiple kicks. Um, yeah, he missed three kicks, which is why I didn't pick him. Because uh, <laughs> the kicker is kind of like a burn spot for this, right? It's like, oh, my team is, like, you know, I got a bad team. Let me just toss their kicker out there. But maybe I shouldn't have told you that. But Fairbairn did. He was <laughs> playing injured, I think. He was at, like, he wasn't at – oh, they say he was at 100%, but I don't believe it because he just came off an injury. And he missed a 56-yarder and I think two extra points. 56 is a while, too, but two extra points is not great. No, it isn't. That's definitely interesting. What did Brandon Cooks... Uh, I'll take Cooks as well. Oh, I should not I was... <laughs> I'll throw him in my flex. All right. Okay, next spin. Uh, next spin. I guess I should have done Cooks at wideout, actually. That actually makes more sense, considering... Yeah, wait, sorry. I'll wide out Cooks, is what I'm thinking. And you actually, should do that, too. Yeah, I was going to say. We're I... not smart. Um... <laughs> okay, I, I feel I like... Seahawks. I got the Raiders. <laughs> I got the Seahawks. No, no way. What? Okay, um... I'm taking Waller. Yeah, you have to. Uh, I guess... I mean, I want to take Metcalf, I guess. So, if this ends up being... 
There's no way we get the same exact teams. If we get the same exact teams all throughout, I'm going to just delete this recording and we'll pretend it never happened and we'll do it again. Um, Sounds good. I got the Raiders again, so I'm spinning again. Okay. Oh. I got the Dolphins. I'm going to go with Jazeki. Wait, took. Oh, oh just baller. kidding. You're going to flex Jazeki? Yeah, yeah. No, just Ooh. kidding. <laughs> I got Ooh. the Cowboys. I'll take, uh, I'll take Zeke. Do I even want Gaskin? I didn't even look at who the Cowboys are playing, but I'll take Zeke. I'll play the Patriots. Ooh. Yeah, I'll still take Zeke. Mm, I'm going to take Jason um, Sanders. Jason Sanders. All right. Burning your kicker slot, basically. Nice, nice. Um, I took Zeke. I don't know if you were listening to me. Okay. Good choice. Oh, I got the Titans. Yeah, give me Derrick Henry. I got the Bengals. I think I feel like I feel like I have to take Jamar Chase. That's your flex. Yeah, makes that would be what I would do too. Titans have a tough matchup against the Bills too. It's just I could have done the I could have done Titans kicker, but Henry is Henry. I can't pass him up. Yeah, I, no, I think that's the right oh, pick. Wow, I really need good running backs. Um, did I already get the Dolphins? Yeah, so I'm gonna respawn. I got the Jaguars. I'll take uh, James Robinson. I need a running back here. Ooh, the Bucks. I'll take Leonard Fournette. Um, okay. I need a QB. We both need QB and defense. And then you need another running back. I need a, a, mm-hmm. And your tight end. I need a... Am I one ahead of you? I need QB, defense, and kicker. You need QB, running back, and tight end. No, okay. And defense. No, I, I need... I have Darren Waller as my tight end. I need QB, oh, running back, and defense. Out. Got it. Got it. Uh, I got the Seahawks. Uh, give Respin. Me... Oh, right. I already have them. Okay, good. I was going to say, give me Jason Myers, <laughs> I guess. Um... So I got the Chargers, and this is the interesting oh, part. Wow. Do I take Eckler or Herbert? That's a tough one. That is actually a tough one. I know. I feel like I have to go Eckler. I like. I feel like quarterbacks are easier, easier to come by. Yeah. I got the, uh, I got the Bills. I... I'm taking Allen. You win. Mm, that's a good one. I'm just writing it all down. You got Eckler. Okay, cool. Yeah. So now I have QB and defense left. I got just my defense and kicker. Come on. Good QB. One more. Ooh. I got the Giants. <laughs> oof, oof. I got the Raiders again, so I'm respinning. Um, so I have a question. Say I were to say Daniel Jones and he does apply. Would it go to the next QB? I would say it would be you would be choosing yeah like Giants QB yeah okay uh, yikes I got the Ravens so I'll take Tucker do I just take a Hail Mary on QB or <laughs> honestly I'm gonna do that I'm gonna take Giants defense and go a Hail Mary on a QB I feel like I have to get a better QB than potentially uh, negative Mike Glennon. <laughs> Yeah, like I feel like that whatever QB I get will probably be better than Mike Glennon. And then I got the Niners for my last one. One more, one more. Wait, the Niners are on by, so I can't take the Niners D. Um, Did I start anyone else who's on by? No, I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) I have no Jets, no Niners, no Falcons, so. Oh, I got the Giants D too. You got so lucky. (laughs) (laughs) So I got... um... The Redskins. So I have to go whoa, with Heineken. Whoa, whoa, oh, whoa, whoa. Washington. My bad. Yeah. 
Whoa. All right. Let's settle down with that. <laughs> uh, you got Heineke. All right. So our final lineups, that's probably really, really chaotic to anyone who was listening, but basically I'll say, I'll say, forget about spinning the wheel or forget about like playing along with the teams we chose, just spin the wheel and do your own lineup. It takes like five minutes or we did this for, and we did this in like, yeah, nine minutes total, but I will recap our lineups at least. Um, mine is, and correct me if I'm wrong, Matt, but uh, mine is Josh Allen, Zeke, Derek Henry, Cooks, Metcalf, Waller, James Robinson, Giants defense, ugh, and uh, Justin Tucker. And then I feel Matt, like yours looks a lot better than mine. My running backs are way better than, well, I guess than Fournette. Eckler's good, uh, but you do have Heineke. But I like Heineke this week. So Matt's is, <laughs> is Heineke, Fournette, Eckler, uh, Metcalf, Cooks, Waller, which will always be a wash for us because they're going to put up the same. Uh, and then uh, Jamar Chase, the Giants defense, and Jason Sanders as kicker. So we have four of these are the same. So it really comes down to whether Allen, Zeke, Derek Henry, and James Robinson and Justin Tucker will outscore Heineke, Eckler, Jamar Chase, and Jason Sanders. Oh, and Fournette. Yeah. Yeah. So mine does feel a little better, I would say. Yeah, I would, I would agree. Um, I have the sleeper squad, though. You do. You do. The <laughs> Heineke is going to just torch the, the Chiefs, so, um, which I did bet on earlier. Um, yeah, so that is, I think, an exciting conclusion to this potentially two-part, maybe not two-part episode. Who knows at this point, really? Uh, there's just so many ways this can go. Um, I will say once again, thank you to everyone for listening. Um, it was a pleasure to do this again with you, Matt. This was, this was fun. It Uh, was, uh, glad we got to do it. I'll also say to everyone who made it this far in episode, in this part of the episode, or, you know, again, in the second half of this episode, um, that we are certainly going to open it up for guests, uh, as early as next week. So if you're interested, uh, let me, or Matt know uh, as soon as possible, and we can start figuring out um, the logistics of that, whether it be a, a full episode thing or coming on to do uh, this sort of uh, chaotic wheel spinning uh, lineup making. Um, but yeah, so get reach out to either Matt or I about uh, being on the show, and that would we that would be something we'd love to do, as well as. Respond in the comments if you do take the time to spin the wheel, you know, nine times or whatever. Unless you get the Raiders 15 times in a row like I have. Uh, and fill out your own lineup and, and comment below on the question side of Spotify. Um, it should be just on the podcast page where you can reply. Um, yeah. Hey, Matt, I don't know if you have anything to add. Uh, not really. Uh, thank you to everyone for listening. Uh, really appreciate it. Oh, there's a nice train horn right, <laughs> right at the end. Just to, just to put the the cherry on top of this perfectly run episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yep. Thank you. See you next week. See ya.